Hi, everybody. Ron Shera here with you for another Minnesota Bound podcast with a very special event to talk about, a very special fish to talk about, and a very special fisherman to talk with. And that is my special guest, Travis Frank, is with us today. Travis and I are colleagues. Uh, he has forgotten more about fishing than I ever know, but Travis... <laughs> oh, come on, Rod. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to this podcast. Well, it's a pleasure to be on it. Thanks for asking me. Well, our topic today is uh, very special, too, because it's about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest. Can you get this? You know, you, were, you weren't even... You, you weren't even a glint in your daddy's eye when the first one started. <laughs> 53 years ago, Travis, the uh-huh. first um, crappie contest on Lake Minnetonka was held. And, uh, uh, Lordy, I think I was there. I was going to ask, do you remember the first time you participated or were part of the I I can remember. Yeah. And it was well before I worked here with you. Well, I, I was wearing my Star Tribune writer's hat. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would be there. Um, uh, but it's a great event. Minnesota Bound took it over a few years ago because it was going to go away. And uh, our, you know, the Minnesota Bound stands for introduce a kid of the great outdoors. And uh, I know we talked about it here as a company said, we can't let this die. So anyway, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, next one's coming up May 6th. And uh, we'll talk about that as well as a few fishing uh Tips, I think, which you might know, uh, being a Lake Minnetonka guide, etc. But you mentioned the history there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, initially, it was sponsored by uh, Johnson uh, in Mankato and Minkota yep. Johnson, and they they had it for years, and then uh, they, you know, like everything else, everybody's looking for a different horse to ride and. So then the holiday stores took it over. Was that before Burger Brothers? Burger Brothers never... They didn't, okay. Never, never had it. Uh, uh, but holiday stores or holiday... They, holiday used to have lots of fishing stores, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they took it over uh, for more years, and then they decided to find a faster horse, and, and um, uh, Fletcher's tried to do it one year, but they didn't have the marketing power, et cetera, and they were going to walk away from it. That's when Minnesota Bound... Didn't Gander Mountain have it for a little while, too? Yes, they did. Yep. I, that's right. I forgot that. Gander Mountain had it for a little bit, too. Um, but one of my, f- f- not fondest memory, but strongest memory, is I was out there the day they weighed in these big crappies, and they were going to give this beautiful prize away to this person, and they did give it to him. And I wrote about it in the paper. We took a picture of him with the fish and wrote about it in the paper. And that was on a Sunday. And uh, Monday, I think I got a phone call from a bait shop up in Isle, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That I said, this uh, one. Yep. hey, that guy was here Saturday morning, and we took a picture of him and those crappies. And uh, I don't know how he did it, but he... I don't know if he caught him in Minnetonka, but suddenly he's down at your down in Lake Minnetonka. Anyway, and there are large crappies in Lake Malax, and there are large crappies in in Minnetonka as well. Yes. Probably not as large as Malax, mm-hmm. but he brought those down. As it turned out, you know, he fessed up. Uh, he had so caught, he did admit to it. Yeah, he caught okay. those in 
and Mille Lacs, uh, thought he could uh, uh, keep them alive because they had to be alive mm-hmm. and um, and show up with these and just walk in and say, here, here, I had a great morning on Minnetonka here, and he walked away with the grand prize. And all those kids and other yeah. participants that were just you he know, had a He defeated. gave it back. What I don't remember if he had any legal issues over that. I don't remember that. But I wonder what goes through somebody's mind to make them think, I'm going to lie and cheat to try to do that over a fish. Well, those are questions we ask all the time about yeah. people, you know, yeah. who wants to go shoot their kid and their wife or whatever. Or how about the guys, the fishermen out in Lake Erie? Lake Erie that put, put uh, lead, mm-hmm. uh, lead they sinkers rock, They in. rocked the fishing world for a while there. Yeah, they got off, I thought, fairly easy. But I agree, we're, yeah. We're kind of off the topic here now. <laughs> it's okay. It's just a, this is a glimpse into what our day looks like. When, <laughs> yeah, when we're here, we're there, together. everywhere. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be talking about turkeys and the one exactly. that got away. Exactly, and I forgot to check the time here, but... Uh, 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 but Travis, you you said you remember your first mm-hmm. uh, time in the in the crappie contest. Yeah, tell me about that. Yeah, so I um, I had a neighbor that he would go fishing. He was a plumber, and he had kids that were already out of the house. But he had this neighbor, me, that was obsessed with fishing, and. Every time he got home from work, when he backed his truck down the driveway, I knew he was hooking up the boat. And I would go walk conveniently <laughs> right down there and ask him what he was going to do tonight. And he, I knew darn well he was going fishing. And quickly, we became fishing buddies. And he took me every Saturday morning and one night a week. Wow. That's how it worked into his schedule. He fished one night a week and every Saturday morning. And so I would go with him every time I saw that vehicle. Well... He said, What lake were you going to? We fished Lake Minnetonka. Okay. A lot. Yeah. That was our main lake. And Lake Minnetonka has always been just a fabulous fishery. I learned so much by fishing with him. He had so much experience, but he kept taking me. Every week I'd go fishing with him. Scott Graba was his name. And he, he said, Well, there's a crappie contest coming up. Do you want to fish it? And that was the first time I'd ever fished in a contest of any kind. And I. I couldn't sleep the night before, Ron. <laughs> I remember not sleeping, and we got out there, and it was snowing. It was cold. Oh, it was miserably cold. But I didn't care. I was so excited. Sure. Yeah. I don't. We did weigh crappies in, but I don't think we won anything. I just. I specifically remembered the excitement the night before, and not being able to sleep yes. at all. I used to do that where. Uh, before the opening of the squirrel hunting season, all hunting, all openers, yeah, exactly. I sometimes I still get a little excited about it. Well, you've never grown up; you're yeah. just like me. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention that uh, after that guy brought those uh, crappies in and cheated, mm-hmm. um, nobody ever forgot that, and uh, the rules were changed. In fact, uh, we we do the same thing. Uh, if you catch the biggest crappie, you bring the biggest crappie in, you're going to get a nice gift card, but you're not going to win the... the. Uh, I think they're going to get a rod prize. and reel combo, nice rod and reel combo too. Whatever yeah, it a is. Nice, a nice prize. Yeah, yeah, but they're not going to walk away with an ATV or a boat or a motor truck, or whatever yeah. we have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's... So we took away... You ask why would people cheat? Well, it's it's for those kind of things. Sometimes mm-hmm. we took that away. You know, I've also neglected to say that the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Uh, we've got some great sponsors. Travis Connecticut is one of them. Minnesota Propane is another. Star Bank, my favorite bank. Minnesota Historical Society. 
Aquaside, uh, Rudy Luther also, and uh, uh, I have to uh, give a shout out to Warner's Doc because this year's crappie contest, Minnesota Bond crappie contest, uh, they donated the grand prize, a paddle king um, with the navy gray cushions, bimini top, a whole thing. It's a, it's. I haven't done that kind of. I did it one time. Yeah. But um, it's a growing sport uh, using these. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, like a kayak. kayak or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kayak. Fishing I, I, kayak. This one I think is like a souped-up version of that, though. I think. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, very souped-up version of that, and um, um, but kayak fishing is. Really growing. Really. Yeah. It has exploded in popularity. There are kayak fishing tournaments well, that might... are a series that travel the country, just like the bass anglers do on the big stages. But the bass anglers, they're, they're spending $120,000 for their boat. And more now, too. <laughs> yeah. They're spending thirty grand just on electronics. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, listen, we're going to take a little break here, uh, Travis, and we're going to get back and talk about uh, some of the details of the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest, May 6th, headquartered at Lord Fletcher's on Lake Minnetonka. And uh, we'll get into some details there, and uh, we'll, be at, we'll be back with Travis Frank after these messages. Most people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint while providing reliable and affordable energy. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. That's ready to work alongside with other energy sources, and it's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the grid. And propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane that is compatible with the traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. To find out more about what propane can do for you, visit propane.com. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Connecticut Water. You know, spring is so close, and that means that the Shirk family will be back at the cabin sooner versus later, I hope. And that means Connecticut water in the woods. You see, last summer, we were lucky enough to add Connecticut at the cabin. And oh boy, what a difference. For as long as I can remember, we've dealt with that stinky, foul well water. But after a painless four-hour installation, we now have Connecticut soft water and also Connecticut's K5 drinking system. No more bottled water to try and make that early morning coffee. Great drinking water right out of our K5 tap. Our laundry no longer smells funny. And Connecticut Water cleaned up the showers and the dishes. The world's most efficient, worry-free water system. Visit Connecticut.com to find a dealer near you and join the Connecticut family. 
If you own a lake home or if you have a pond on your property, you need to call the Aquaside Company. Aquaside has been helping people maintain healthy lake shores and ponds for over 68 years. Aquaside products are easy to use and begin working right away. Aquaside is registered with both the Environmental Protection Agency and Department of Natural Resources. Don't let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside today. They'll help you identify problematic weed types, assist with product selection, and calculate application rates. Aquaside will make sure lake fronts look great all summer long. You can call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Check with your state agency for local application guidelines. All right, welcome back to another segment of the Minnesota Bound podcast brought to you by um, lots of great uh, great advertisers here. Uh, Minnesota Historical Society is one, uh, and we'll Starbanks other. Anyway, we'll talk about more of them. But guest today, Travis Frank, talking about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest coming up May 6th on Lake Minnetonka at Lord Fletcher's. Um, Travis, a lot of people show up with their kids. That's one thing I like mm-hmm. about it. And uh, some of the rules we mentioned earlier are changing, but uh, uh, to win the grand prize, you only have to weigh one fish in, one crappie. And um, uh, I don't even get to choose this, which is good, uh, but a secret weight is picked by some of the Minnesota-bound executives. Mm -hmm. Tournament uh, director, correct? Yeah, tournament director and some others. And that secret weight is written down on a piece of paper, and then all every single crop is weighed in, of course, in your name. And uh, uh, you don't know if you won the grand prize at that point. You have to hang around till the end. At 2 o'clock, we do the finals. But in the interim, when you bring a crappie in to weigh in, you can come up on stage, and uh, you'll be there to interview them. Or Laura, my daughter, Bill Shirk will be there. Uh, you'll be there. be there. Yeah. And uh, we might ask you a few questions. Um, Oh, my, those are nice crappies. Where'd Ron, you catch them? <laughs> Ron will be asking for GPS coordinates to the hotspots. Yeah, exactly. Where did you catch those? And how deep? What lure are you using? Yeah, yes. Can you I using? see the fishing pole? <laughs> <laughs> Can I see your coordinates? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, who knows? You might uh, uh, get a nice, just a prize that we hand you. Yeah, you know? that's that's kind of the, the fun thing. I've been able to stand up on the stage alongside you and the others over the last several years, and we have so many prizes donated that we've been able to hand to kids that walk up. Not only do they get to meet you, Ron, oh, yes. which they're excited about, um, they hold their crappie up on the stage, and they're so happy and their big smiles. Some of them are nervous, but then as they walk off, some of them walk away with a new fishing pole, or another gift that we've been able to to give a lot of these anglers. And um, I don't know what the numbers are this year as far as items we'll be giving away, but a lot of people walk off that stage a winner. Yeah, I think yeah. it's something usually, yep. not always, but uh, yep. uh, kind of depends. Kelly, our assistant, she hands that out. Sometimes it's her mood. Let's give these to these people. I don't have anything for the next. <laughs> right, <laughs> we'll see. right. Um, you know, it's a fun, uh, fun event there in that sense. Um, maybe, it, maybe Ron, it, add to the weight. Once it, once the weight is pulled out of the envelope and we reveal it, the tournament director goes back and every crappie that has been weighed in has a timestamp with that weight to go with the name. Right. So if there's a tie, two or three or four anglers catch a crappie weighing 0. 0.76 ounces or 0. 0.76 pounds, 
The first one weighed in, I believe, is the winner. Yes. Um, Laura's significant other, who is very smart in math, and I'm not, said uh, that's not a good way to do it because anybody who thinks this through has to say they don't know what the secret weight is. So if they first catch you, first crappie they catch early in the morning or whenever we start weighing, they should be there and weigh it because it might be this winning, bay, uh, uh, winning fish and they'll be the first. And But if you wait until noon, uh, you could have the winning weight, but you won't win because you were too late bringing that, that same fish. Anyway, mm-hmm. so he thinks we should, uh, uh, whoever caught the winning weights, we should put their names in a hat and draw. Oh, so okay. I'm gonna I'll bring that up. We right. might do that. We'll so see. T- to be determined, then I guess. Is, yeah, that's we'll what we're see. saying. But I, right. we forgot to mention. We probably forgot to mention a lot of things here. Um, I'm gonna say you forgot to. Mention. I forgot. I'm just your guest. I today. know you're you're my guest. My <laughs> you're my second choice. Anyway, <laughs> I know that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, you have to register to. I mean, you can go crappie fishing in Minnetonka, but if you mm-hmm. want to be in the Minnesota Bond Contest, you have to pre-register. I think it's five bucks. You can do that online at MN, uh, and at MNBound. Yeah, they can go to our website, MNBound.com, and then right. there's a link to the crappie contest page. And if you want to see if you can catch a crappie before you enter, you can enter uh, when you're there. And that's ten dollars, though. Yep, you come to the. You can come to the way inside. Lord Fletcher's the way inside. Yeah, Lord Fletcher's, and you can sign up there for ten bucks. And uh, but if you don't sign up, don't think you're gonna. You can't enter because you can't enter because you need the form that the the tournament director captures the weight, the time, your name. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I like also about this because, like we mentioned, it's a big family deal and. Even Lord Fletcher's, they don't really want people fishing off the docks there ever, but during that event, they kind of yeah. turn their heads and yep. let people fish off the docks, and they catch some crappies. Right. Uh, we hopefully will have, Fishing for Life might have some pontoons there, uh, take some veterans out. Um, I'm trying to also see if they'll arrange to maybe take some kids out, if that works. Um, and, and so... You can show up without even a boat and uh, maybe get out on the water. There's well, some fishing can, from shore, too. We can give some more advice, if you'd like, too, about places to go on Lake Minnetonka from shore. Because yeah. you do not need a boat to participate. You right. do not need a boat to catch the biggest crappie that will be weighed on that day. Right. Um, you can do that from shore. But you mentioned fishing for life, Ron, and the proceeds from this event go to support fishing for life. And it's been that way now since we... Brought this tournament back together, right? Right, yeah, and for sure. Uh, we just try to break even Minnesota Bound or Ron Shore Productions, and the proceeds are, uh, go to them. Um, what else can I say about this? Before we, We're going to take a break before we get to some crappie fishing tips um, and such as where. I'm just trying to think of other details about the contest itself. Uh, be prepared, you know, uh, uh, if you're going to drive over there, sometimes parking is at a premium. Um, so be aware of that. Um, uh, what else can I say? Uh, well, you can start. Well, you can start any time in the morning, but we say six o'clock. But nobody's out there enforcing the rules 
but six o'clock seemed like a nice time to start fishing. And uh, like I said, you can weigh fish in until two o'clock sharp. And if you're in line at two o'clock, we'll still let you weigh in. But otherwise, that's it. Depends on the year. We've had lines that extended quite a distance at two o'clock. And if you're standing in the line, there's somebody who cuts it off at two o'clock. And anybody that comes after that cannot register. So, uh, and we try to make sure that we do things to reduce those lines. I think Mm -hmm. none of us like to stand in line too long. So um, anyway, let's take uh, another break here. Uh, Travis Frank is my special guest as we talk about uh, Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest coming up May 6th at Lord Fletcher's on Lake Minnetonka. And uh, I'm Ron Sherrill. We'll, we'll be back after these messages. I'm Bill Shirk, and you are listening to the Minnesota Bound Podcast, the stories behind the stories. Again, we have all these great partners who help us uh, get to you each week. Um, I want to thank the Minnesota Historical Society. Um, right now, on behalf of the Minnesota Minnesota Historical Society, the History Center is presenting Sherlock Holmes, the exhibition. You can step into Victorian London and explore the world of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's world-famous detective. Seriously, you can. You can learn about the powers of observation, deduction, and the science while solving an interactive mystery. You can try hands-on gadgets and experiments that are based on real forensics and kind of make learning fun. See exactly how Sherlock influenced both real detectives and pop culture. Last chance, the exhibit closes April 2nd. You can learn more at mnhs.org slash SherlockMN. Also, a shout-out to our friends at StarBank. Hi there, Ron Shera here for Star Bank. If you're putting your money into mega banks down the street, who knows where that money's being used? Bank locally. Keep your money local with a community bank that actually cares about you, your family, your business, and your goals. Check out the bank we use at Minnesota Bound. Try Minnesota's own Star Bank. You can find them online at starbank.net. When you call Star Bank, you actually hear a real living person answering the phone. StarBank has 10 convenient locations around Minnesota to serve you and all the mobile banking products that you need to manage your money. Check out all that StarBank has to offer at StarBank.net. Remember FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. All right, here we go. Welcome back to the final edition of, I should say, the final The final segment. edition? This yeah, is it? That was a faux pas on my part. Uh, I'm it, the grand finale? Yeah, you might be. <laughs> <laughs> after after the boss hears this podcast, I might my future might be ending. Um, this is the Minnesota Bound segment, third final segment of a Minnesota Bound podcast. I should start this all over, but I'm not going to. You know what I, you know what I mean. Uh, you know my name, Ron Shera. My special guest, Travis Frank, who is a bit of trivia. I mistakenly hired years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to bring that in. <laughs> no, you know, I'm very proud. Uh, Best decision you've ever made. I'm well, sticking I by that. Don't go. I, you know, my wife gets that spot there, but uh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, but Travis has been a delight uh, employee and uh, tireless worker, and uh, a very gifted angler, which I did not understand right away. And I don't know if you remember this, Travis, but. It was just 
I don't know how many years after you started work, I said to you, based on what I knew about you, etc., that you knew more about fishing at your age when I was 28, 29, whatever you were then. You knew more about fishing at that age, 29, 30, than I, than I do now. And I found that I still believe that, and I think it's true. Um, uh, one, a lot of people don't know, you worked as a guide, and you still do some guiding, and you told the story about your childhood fishing uh, you know, fever. And um, But today, with fishing, there's so much information out there. You know, some of the top talented people are willing to tell all. That wasn't always that way years ago, uh, but it's been increasing. And I was part of that as a, you know, I wrote a book called Minnesota Fishing Guide telling as much as I could about what I sponged from hanging around with some of the top anglers. And um, uh, But that was never that way. Fishing guides used to be kind of secretive. They There's still some that are. <laughs> and, but I'm amazed, like you said, how many people are willing to share all of their information. The social media world especially. It's so easy to turn the phone around and explain how you just caught this fish right now, right here, and how others can apply that. That was not the case when I grew up fishing, nor when you grew up fishing. And a lot of times, the conversations at the bait shop or at the boat ramp, I don't know how much I would actually have believed from the conversations I had. People would always <laughs> steer you, are they biting? No, nothing biting here. But then you look in his basket, and it's full, and you say, he lied. <laughs> Why do fishermen lie? Uh, well, that's uh, that's a right of angling. You know, uh, yeah. I've told my grandson, he, I said, how big is your fish? He held his hands apart six inches. I said it was bigger than that. They're whole, he holds them farther apart. I said, no, no, you can exaggerate a little bit. And he, <laughs> <laughs> they get bigger every day. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, well, ex that's uh, that's been done all through uh, angling history, so I'm well, not going to try to change it. One of my favorite lines, too, is if somebody not fishing related brings up something and they really go, I'm a fisherman, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm talking with Travis Frank here about the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest, which again is uh, May 6th at Lord Fletcher's Lake Minnetonka. Um, uh, don't forget to register. Travis, um, one nice thing about the timing of this crappie contest is uh, this is a peak time when crappies are willing to bite, is mm -hmm. how I like to tell people. Mm -hmm. So so if you're going on Minnetonka to try to find some crappies May 6th, the morning of, uh, what are you going to look for generally? Generally, this time of the year, the fish come into the shallow water areas. Lake Minnetonka has a lot of shallow water areas where you can cast from shore or a boat. And they're, I always call them lagoons, boat, uh, boat lagoons, where a lot of these um, property owners have uh, dredged out muddy, mucky bottom areas where their boats are all uh, on docks. And those areas warm up first for all the other, you know, deep water, clear water parts of the lake. Those shallow one, two, three foot deep mucky lagoons heat up from the sun and life starts to move in that water. And the fish come in there in numbers. I mean, you get crappies, you get sunnies, you get bass, you get muskies. Everything comes in there because the chain of life is happening up into that shallow water. Are the crappies 
feeding up there, or yeah. they just like the warm water? Every, not everybody, but so many anglers, they always say, they're heading up to spawn. Yeah. No, they're not. They're not going up to spawn. They won't spawn till Memorial Day weekend, usually. Right. And this time of the year, they're going up there because there's insects in the mud. Everything is coming out of the mud. Life is happening there. They're moving in for the warm water and all the life that's coming out of that muddy bottom areas. And they go in there by the hundreds of thousands. And small minnows go up there too because of the warmth, right? The whole ecosystem is happening there. First weed growth happens in there. Everything happens in that shallow water. Now that doesn't um, mean that's the only place you can catch them. There are a lot of channels in the lake. I mean, Lake Minnetonka is, however many bays there are, they're all their own individual lakes, but they're connected. They're all connected by those channels, and a lot of those channels will be full of fish as well. And there are some that have little deep water holes in the middle of the channel, and usually there's schools of crappies in the deep water holes too. And sometimes the winning fish come out of those little bit deeper holes where an angler might find a school of bigger fish hanging out together. But we go back to the shallow water thing. Most people will be fishing in 10 feet of water or less, and I would say the majority of them will be in less than five feet. Mm, yes. Um, and, of course, there's plenty of crappies mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and just to remind folks, all you need to do is bring in one uh, for the weigh-in uh, to have a chance to win the grand prize or get a, get some prizes uh, just for weighing in a fish. But you're also welcome to keep your limit and take some home to Absolutely. eat. Absolutely. You know. yeah. They choose which one they want to register. But, I, I mean, so many people come to the stage and they say, oh, we, we caught a whole bunch of them, and the kids in the boat all caught fish too. And when you find them on Minnetonka, you don't typically find one. You typically find hundreds or thousands of them in an area. And if you... Um if you do get a big crappie, of course, you can weigh that, too, because there there are some very nice gift card prizes to the largest crappies caught by adults and the largest caught by uh, youngsters. Two, divi- two divisions. Two divisions, mm-hmm. a youth division, adult division. And uh, so you can certainly, uh, if you want your slab crappie to be laid on the ice for all the people to gawk at, and you could have some bragging rights, you can bring a big one in, and who knows, that, that might even be the secret weight. We do not know that. But, Travis, you mentioned, okay, you got thousands of these crappies in shallow water. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you going to have on the end of your line to attract these crappies? Well, I, I think it's pretty um, common knowledge, you know, the old flu-flu jig. Do you remember that? The yes. little jig with hair on it. Yes. You could put a minnow or a worm on that. Um, but I think some of the larger baits, rubber, plastics on those jigs, they can deter a lot of the smaller fish because it, depending on the day and how warm it is, it's going to determine how many fish are going to be in that shallow area. And you might have so many sunfish, bluegills, in those places that it's hard to have a lure in the water long enough for a crappie to find it and eat it. So sometimes I've learned that larger lures might deter a bluegill, but a crappie might still take it, or a crappie minnow uh, might be less appetizing than, say, a little piece of worm, uh, waxworm or urolarva on the end of that 
bait, but typically under a bobber, it's very simple. You don't need to be, uh, you know, going into the tackle box. It's more so casting around. You know, I mean, you find those shallow areas. It might be a, a tree that lays down. Crappies love trees. Docks with a lot of posts, big wooden posts, structure underneath it. You'll find one that all of a sudden just holds crappies and a lot of them. So keep moving until you find a school of crappies. Don't sit still. One thing you haven't mentioned yet, and I'll just see if you agree with me, and that is crappies like to feed up. So if you put your lure too close to the bottom, you may not get a crappie because they just won't go down to get it. They like to fish or mm -hmm. feed up. Do you agree with that? I don't know any fish that have eyes on the bottom of their face. There you go. You know, they all feed up. Every time you run a lure too too deep, you're you're ruining your chances of catching it. And crappies specifically, I mentioned, you know, some of these channels that have deeper holes in them, these small little bays that have a 20, 30-foot hole in them. The crappies might be down six feet below the surface and suspended over that deeper water. And so you'll see them. You can, with your eyes, see these fish. Lake Minnetonka is a very clear lake. So if they're not in that shallow, muddy water, um, and you go out a little bit deeper, have somebody in the front of the boat. If you're moving with your trolling motor, make sure you have polarized glasses on. You'll look out in front of the boat, and you'll see these big schools of fish. And it, like I said, it could be 30 feet deep, but they might only be five feet down. Mm. To your point, Ron, you don't need to put a lure... 25 feet below the surface when the fish are right near the top. Yeah. And that, yeah. that again, changes throughout the day with the water temperatures at night, early this time of the year, can dip, you know, really cool, and they slide out to deeper water right next to those little muddy bays. And as the sun warms that water up, you know, from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., there could be a couple hundred thousand fish that come up into that shallow water. If they're not there when you go look, they're not far away. I can tell you right now I'm going to follow you, Travis, because a couple hundred thousand fish, I don't know if I've ever been in a bay where I've seen that many, but you have, and so I'm yeah. taking your word for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's it's really quite amazing. No, I know yeah, I know when you, you go and you watch in the front of the boat and just see them just I, swimming away in, in every direction. Well, your eyes are better than mine because I have trouble seeing crappies sometimes just gazing into the dead bulrushes. <laughs> they're there. Yeah. But they seem they're to there. camouflage right in there. Well, they're darker in color. Yeah. And a sunny sticks out, you know, bluegills. But right. yeah, they're they're often together. I gotta go to an eye doctor. Yeah. I think. The thing about Minnetonka, and this is why some people would say, Oh, you're gonna ruin the fishing out there. In my experience working with the DNR and biologists and talking to them, we have a lot of lakes in this state that have small fish because there's too many of them. Mm -hmm. Minnetonka once was a fishery that had one-pound bluegills in it. I, I don't know that I've seen a one-pound bluegill come out of that lake in 25 years. No. But it once was that way. And the crappie fishing can sustain this pressure out there. In fact, sometimes removing <laughs> panfish from a lake is a great thing for the others that remain and help them bigger. So it, this event in itself does not harm the fishery. No, it doesn't. Good point. And, uh, but if you get a 12-inch crappie, you might let that one go and eat the 8 or 9, 10-inch crappie. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same with bluegills. Uh, one more point I was going to make. I haven't seen many, but there are two kinds of crappies in Minnesota. There's black and white crappie. 
a black crappie is predominant in Lake Minnetonka, but we've had some crappie contests where uh, white crappies were brought in. Yeah, some of the biggest crappies I've ever personally caught in Lake Minnetonka have been white crappies. I found that interesting, yeah. too. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but uh, um, maybe the white crappie through most of the year is not anglers don't find them for some reason. It, it, it is interesting how it works out where all of a sudden you catch one and it's huge. I mean, I've caught them on shiner minnows under a tip-up walleye fishing. Yes. And it's this huge white crappie. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> um, uh, we're just run, about running out of time here, uh, Travis. And uh, before I forget, I wanted to, again, uh, give Warner's Dock uh, a big um, hello and thank you because uh, Warner's Dock is has donated the grand prize, a 2023 Paddle King, uh, 4,400. has all kinds of stuff. It's navy and gray cushions, bimini top, boarding ladder, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that's going to go to whoever catches the secret weight. Can, and, I, can uh, I win, Ron? Can you win? I can, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid uh, there'd be a riot if you and I said, oh, I got it. Yeah. Uh, in fact, sometimes I don't even have a chance to fish there. Uh, too busy yakking with people or getting on the stage. Uh, and uh, But I like to get out like anybody else. Mm -hmm. I usually bring some rods with me and then sometimes never even use them. I don't bring my boat because it's just too much of a hassle for there, me. There's yeah. a lot of uh, expectations for you that day. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, one last thought. Uh, your opinion of crappies as... Uh, uh, on the dinner table. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I enjoy catching fish of every size, shape, species, and I enjoy eating fish with my family. Um, I think, you know, when the water warms up later in the summer, it's not my first choice, I'll be honest. Um, but when the water is cool, it's a nice firm filet that you get off of a crappie and it tastes just spectacular uh do you do you fillet them or scale them or how give us a little bit i there. wish i had more time to scale fish do you scale fish run uh i have scaled my bluegills yeah uh because i have i have childhood memories of liking the skin yeah i have that with my grandpa as well but i have to admit i've never been able to fry bluegills like my mother could huh. and i'm trying to figure out why and i think it's because she used lard. I was going to say, or Crisco. I, it was lard was back it? then. Yeah. And I don't think you can get the same uh, same effect with some of these other oils. I agree. Yeah. And a bluegill, I mean, their skin is, is tougher delicious. than a crappie. It's delicious. Yeah. So if you're trying to scale a crappie, I think you have a little bit harder time scaling it. I have scaled crappies, the skin. but normally, usually what we've, I fillet the crappies. Same. And, yep. Take the skin off like you would a walleye. Take the skin off. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I've had I have had some great crappies. I've had some other crappies. I'm just trying to use them. You know. Well, and part of that could be the the water they come out of and the time of the year that they come out of that water. It does it does change throughout the season. Well, sometimes I think it's me is the way I cook them <laughs> or the batter I'm using. It's or, it's uh, really hard to beat uh, a shore lunch or a breading and pan frying it in oil. Oh, it's just yeah, really I know. deep fried. My daughter, Laura, who's a health nut, she, you know, uh, we yeah. had some walleye the other night just put in the oven. What would you call that? Baked. Baked. 
Yeah. Uh, you can have it, you know. It's okay, but it's not a deep it's fried not, fish. Give me the deep fat walleye. Yeah. Deep, uh, fill up my arteries with whatever. You, you come to my house, Ryan. We'll deep fry those fish. <laughs> right. We're not going to be baking them. Right. we well, got to enjoy life when we've got it, right? You got that right. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's see. Where am I at here? Boy, I'm going to get fired. Uh, uh, um, I'll put in a good word for you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we need to thank a few sponsors who help us share stories every week. Uh, I think I've listed those as well. Um, I'll list them one more time. Uh, uh, Connecticut uh, is with us. Minnesota Propane. Star Bank, my favorite bank. Minnesota Historical Society. Aquaside. Rudy Luther. And again, Warner's Dock has donated our grand prize coming up May 6th at the Minnesota Bond Crappie Contest on Lake Minnetonka headquarters at Lord Fletcher's there. So I want to thank my special guest, uh, uh, Travis Frank. Travis, been a pleasure to uh, finally rule the roost here in podcast, and I um, uh, appreciate you being here. I appreciate you, Ron. So with that, we're going to see you at the Crappie Contest. Good luck fishing until next week. Don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. I'm Ron Shera. Mm-hmm.